Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all, Seven Rose in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. It's official. The NFL draft class is set for 2022. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the last man who would have returned to Georgia after winning a natty, but shout out Stenson. And with me, as always, is AJ. Garrett Patterson looks good and burn orange. Marchese. The king of Texas. Today, we'll be blessing you with our 2021 NFL Draft Declaration Deadline Bonanza. That's it. Going out to Vegas. Gonna set my draft. Gonna set my draft on fire. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my lady. Driving out to Vegas, baby. Looking for a stingly. Or Thibodeau, who's gonna bat it on draft day? Who's gonna wager future picks away? Who's gonna reach for a blue blood lineman? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Once again, we have no ad, which means let's plug sportsdrink.org. The people who allow us to bring you this. What a great team we have at Sports Drink, AJ. Don't you agree? Uh, the best in the business. What's your favorite Sports Drink podcast? Uh, the, nine, the Nine Club, of course. Oh. What's okay. yours? Seven rounds in heaven. It's okay. I can take it or leave it. Nah, mine's Banjo College Football. Shout out Andrew Stevens. Uh, speaking of college football. Yeah. This is the Draft Declaration Show. We're talking about a bunch of guys who played college football. Mm-hmm. And now they will not. Because they will hopefully be playing in the NFL. Some won't. That's just how she goes. But... Before we get to that, we do have three more Senior Bowl <laughs> acceptances two weeks after Jim Nagy's announcement show. Um, um, Nagy is trying to get more players in the combine. I think that's the goal. That's a good goal. He's trying to make Mobile the new indie. He thinks he's going he's gonna to start hosting the Big Ten Championship game and potentially the National <laughs> Championship. Uh, Mobile should get a natty. You're not going to hear an argument from me. Uh, three acceptances, uh, Southern offensive lineman, Jatir Carter, Tennessee offensive lineman, Cade Mays, and, uh, Baylor safety, someone AJ talked up not too long ago, 
JT Woods. Yeah, I think Woods is the most exciting uh, announcement here. Uh, we can, can I just say off you the can. top quickly? Sure. Carter was one of the earliest declarations. Yeah. Uh, Redshirt Junior. He was uh, coming out of Southern, and he's like built almost like a heavy set tight end. And I just think it's really interesting that he got added. Okay. Like he he's he's two seventy five. And I I'm just like excited to see what he's gonna do uh, at the Senior Bowl against a good a pretty good defensive line group. And uh, he he's a guy who moves really well. Um, I'm, I don't know. I've been seeing a lot of offensive linemen catch touchdowns lately in the NFL. So maybe this guy's the next swing tackle who's just a touchdown machine. Uh, but yes. Cade Mays, JT Woods are, are two fairly strong lead ads, I'd say. Yeah, Mays obviously was a big prospect going to Georgia, transferred. Never really got it together in Tennessee. I think the glimpses were there, though. He, he, he was banged up a lot. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he was. So I think that's, also, a, that's Tennessee's an interesting ad. The um the year before Tennessee was just like rotating offensive linemen constantly, keeping them fresh. It's smart. No no one else in the yeah. business is doing it. Genius stuff. Um, <laughs> and then, but no, for real, I think JT Woods is an awesome ad. Uh, saw some people like like time him in like the four threes. I think you see like that like really yeah like but like on tape, I don't know if he's that fast. But if you watch, the more you watch, the more you realize he's like faster than you think. Yeah, he's he, he's a tall, lean safety who. Uh, made some big plays for them down the stretch, yeah. and I, I, I'm just—if he's that fast, that's gonna be big. I'm—I'm I'm quite excited. Obviously, they've—they've uh, they've been announcing um, the teams this week, um, and I'm—I I, obviously the wide receiver uh, corner is like generally the most fun, but uh, the tight ends safety potential matchups we're gonna get, mm-hmm. given this tight end group, um, kind of being uncertain but jt woods will get to go against potential tight end one trey mcbride your guy cole turner my guy jeremy rucker uh on that jets team along along with uh jalen petrie is his teammate from yeah. Baylor. um i think that's really fun the the potential tight end safety one-on-ones we could get yeah i'm ready for a senior bowl where tight end safety steals the show is this is this the one aj it's like a fun safety group, yeah. but it's since it's a weak safety class, like outside of, and I will say the three safeties that intrigue me the most, I think are all on the Jets team with Petrie, JT Woods, and Kirby Joseph. Um, so I don't know how big it'll be, but the tight ends are going to be, how, there's going to be a lot of eyes on that tight end group because this is the place to kind of, for it to shake out. I got a lot of uh, tight end talk on this coming episode, Robert. I don't know about you. Yeah, I got none. <laughs> okay, so I, hey, I've been doing it all year, so I'm still here for it. Um, so, declaration show. Also, uh, as we come off those Senior Bowl acceptances, next week, Senior Bowl offensive and defensive previews. And then it's Senior Bowl week. The, the thing is here. It's all here. It's I don't like care about the Super Bowl. Yeah, me neither. It's like a week later, but it doesn't feel like it. The NFL, they know what they're doing. They 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 warped our time and we're just living it. You know what I mean? Amen. As your new tattoo a- says, time's a flat circle, Rob. That is word for word what it says. Uh shout out uh Jim Nagy for if we're able to host Zoom calls, they will be with the coaching staffs of the Lions, Jets, or Senior Bowl staff. 
That's what I got in my Senior Bowl media package. So maybe or maybe not. Everything's uncertain with Jim. Who you, you know most want to talk for, to? Um, Tyrone Wheatley. Of, obviously. I mean, I can't believe you hesitated that long. Well, I, I obviously I was debating uh, him or Aaron Glenn, who I love. Um, <laughs> and but all so. your question be about Junior. Oh, of course. How did he gain so much weight to move from a 240-pound tight end to an NFL tackle? I need to know. That's a great story. We need to explore that more for sure. Uh, speaking of, Tackles? I don't know, guys who shouldn't have declared when they did, uh, 2021 NFL Draft Declaration Show. Couple, uh, couple categories we'll go through. We'll talk about a couple guys here, a couple guys there. We're going to start with their... The guys were most excited that declared uh, the the way I looked at this category was um, guys who weren't necessarily shoe ins to declare, or maybe guys I would bang the table for who aren't getting enough love type thing. And uh, uh, I just got my category is bad, so I want to hear what you got first. Okay, my my number one is uh, NC State running back Bam Knight. Okay, your, one your of my, list is better than mine. Okay, let's hear it. Okay. Yeah. Bam Knight's one of my, uh, as a lifelong Wolfpack. Give me a howl. Defender. Give me a howl. Ooh! <laughs> That's a good howl. Uh, I love NC State. I love NC State running backs. I loved Naeem Hines. He's my favorite player in the NFL, probably. Um, Bam Knight wasn't a given to declare, though he, he's been a very consistent threat for the Wolfpack the last couple of years. Yep. One of the best kick returners in the country. With Ricky Person leaving, I thought potentially Bam would return, take on that RB1 role. I'm glad he declared because this is a day three guy I want to take who can be that uh, satellite type back that's also a dominant kick returner. He's a lot like Naeem Hines. That was a good one. That's a good one. My, my, my list, like I said to you, I asked you, Rob, what do you feel the worst about which category you said or whatever it was? You're like, no, no, all of them are strong. I'm like, okay, fair enough. I said I'm excited to declare. I don't know. I didn't have like a, like any a lot of glaring guys. I'm like, yeah, I'm pumped these guys are in the class. Um, so I kind of just got the, the, the big dogs. I'm just happy they're in it. But I'll go with a, the, a lesser key big dog. And I'm, I'm happy Abraham Lucas is coming out. I, ah. I don't have <laughs> – you know what? I, I think – for, I try. I will say I tried to avoid guys who are technically seniors. Yeah, I know. I, I, uh, for the most I mean, part, I did too. But but hey, Abraham's a guy we're going to be talking up a lot at the uh, on the Senior Bowl preview. I think. Yeah, and I feel like he's he's. I'm not going to say he's under the radar because he's definitely not under the radar. But among the the top tackles in the class, I feel like a lot of you know we've seen a lot of them get like, ta- uh, you know, a first round hype at different points, and it feels like I haven't seen that from him in a while, and. I think coming out of the Senior Bowl, he's got maybe when we do our Senior Bowl preview and we do, you know, who comes out of this week as a first round pick. Maybe maybe he's on that list for us. So, again, like you said, he's a senior, but uh, he had eligibility still. So I'm glad I'm glad he came out. Um, one that kind of shocked me was redshirt sophomore receiver Sky Moore from Western yeah. Michigan. That was in my surprise. Who, they declared. I'm happy he declared because I think he is a guy who's going to really rise up the board as people dig in. I think PFF. I, uh, again, not the biggest PFF draft supporter. I think they already have him as a second round dude. Just to throw it out. There. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. Like I was gonna say, he's got potential to be a top 100 guy, and a guy who I think will really the the hype will come. Yeah. Post February, uh, I think a big combine's coming with him. 
dynamic downfield guy who is a clean route runner too. Love loved that he declared. Love my Maction boys. Yeah, my Mike said they declared sucks. Uh, I'm gonna give you a big dog. I'm gonna give you big dogs from here on out. Uh, okay, great. Yeah, it's lame. <laughs> No, okay. I think Derek Stingley. I'm excited the hell that he got out of LSU, but I think his. I've kind of you know we've talked about it a little bit, but I think his process is gonna be very interesting, because of course we, he had that terrific redshirt or uh, freshman. I guess it was true freshman year, wasn't it? Uh, and then the last two years hasn't been on the field too much, and this year was fucked. And his, again, I don't think the floor is very low for him. I, I think he's most likely a top ten pick. But, you know, the, the the medicals in Indy and the testing in Indy are going to be huge for him. And I'm kind of excited to get see him in this process. And I think that will be the determining factor on whether he's going 15th or five, or 5th. You know what I mean? Yeah, def- definitely. Um, and I think it, it's like the tape says 5th, but you're right. Yeah. We haven't seen him in a while. Um, I'm going to go with a guy who I think we both see as top 15 type of player who you mentioned to me the other day. He's been kind of sliding in the mock world, and he's a big dog. DeMarvin Leal, uh, or Leal, um, he didn't quite have the dominant season I was expecting mm-hmm. from him, but he had a really great year in a bad interior defensive line class. Uh, and I'm excited he declared because I think he has a chance to be the Christian Barmore steal if he actually falls as far as it, it's kind of out of nowhere being yeah. mocked right yeah now. no, I'm, gra- I'm glad you brought this up uh i have no idea where that came from i think it's just because he didn't have a flashy year but i think when people dig into the tape and they really watch him they're gonna realize that he's a fucking he's a stud i mean and if he's if he doesn't go in the first round like he should uh someone's getting like a plug and play second round player with pro bowl potential like he's gonna be one of the steals of the draft if, if he doesn't go in the first round that's that's for sure um, this is purely that I hate Notre Dame, so I'm happy to see Kyle Hamilton not going back. You know, Notre Dame is sometimes they get the, the the guys to go back and keep playing. You know, oh, win one for the Gipper, blah 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 blah. No, Collinson, fuck that. I'm a dog. Um, I, sk- <laughs> I got banged up. I'm getting the hell out of South Bend, and I respect it. I'm just picking all the big dogs because you just yeah. love blue chip talent. Yeah, I'm excited to see the blue chip guys. I am. I mean, no, not me. No, I, I'm like I totally Mike Mayock. I can't draft the first three <laughs> rounds, but after that, I'm money. But I'm like, I'm really excited to see where Kyle Hamilton lands, and I feel like at this point in the process, again, not saying he's flying under the radar, but like, I almost feel like people forget how fucking good Kyle Hamilton is. I, I, he's going to be a difference maker immediately. For whatever team drafts him, he's going to make a difference on that defense. So I'm, again, super early. I'm just happy to see him, and I want to see where he ends up because I think I want to see how he tests because and that too. Seeing a six-three, yeah, two hundred and fifteen-pound safety blow up the combines always, which fun. is going to happen. Yeah. Uh, my next one's Leo Chanel, the Wisconsin linebacker, who's just a tr- truck yeah. when he hits you. Uh, shot up the board throughout the season. Kind of a, a relative unknown uh, entering the year, uh, and I, I'm just excited to dig in on, a, on an old school thumper like that. I put him for um, I think it was biggest money moves. Ooh, that's a good category for him. Yeah, because obviously, like you said, just a, a late riser, looking like he's a, uh, a top 100 lock, a potential second round guy. So yeah, and like you said, just with the rise, I think he's made himself a lot of money, and that's a that's a smart decision. Um, how many more you got? I got two more. Me too, and they're other big dogs. 
<laughs> my, the rest of the show is good for me. I totally am mailing this episode in. Just the beginning. Um, <laughs> I am excited to get to see Traylon Burks through this entire process, and specifically in Indianapolis. I, I'm glad. As much as I would have liked to see him go back and have another dominant year in the SEC, I'm very happy to see him in the actual draft class. I'm very excited to see him test. I think he's going to... Is he going to blow people away? I don't think so, but he's... Do, do you... Yes. Do you think... Like, I think he's going to test well, definitely, uh, it, relative to his size Agreed. and the explosive categories. Yes. Well, how fast do you think he's, he, he'll run? I don't know, man. Like, sometimes... Like, like do you think he'll run sub 4 or 5? Because I've seen that. Sometimes is, it looks like it, right? 25 pounds. Yeah, I'm going to put the floor at 4 5 5. Because, okay. I, yeah, I mean, you, you go back to the Alabama game this past year. He ran the whole secondary. I'm gonna put it between four, four, five, and four, five, five, and that's probably a little. You said yesterday you you think he'll end up at your wide receiver one. Yeah, I definitely think so. I definitely think so. And then that just might be in my heart rankings. But I don't know, man. Like, what what doesn't he do well? Really? Um, Exactly. Uh, (laughs) My my next one is Maryland safety Nick Cross, a guy I've liked for a while. Uh, Excited he's coming out. A guy who Maryland, I've, I've mentioned it before, asked to do all kinds of things, including playing like single high when he's born to be a box safety. Um, <laughs> I want to see how he runs in Indy too. Uh, a solid str- built striking type safety who does a really good job covering tight ends. Uh, sneaky late day two guy, I think, if uh, mm. in, in this type of safety class, if he tests well. Mm, I like that. Hit me with your last one. Uh, Punk God. Matt Ariza. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I was excited. It's 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 not often you get like no a ridiculous punter like this. The the last one that comes to mind is Michael Dixon. Um how early does Matt Ariza go? And how early is too early? And I mean, I'm excited when we do our punter show in like eight weeks. Because he's just gonna be fun to to to, to watch the tape on. Yeah. I would I mean I, I would love to hear, I mean, I'll ask you right now. How high of a pick would you spend on, on Matariza? With a guy, when you have a guy who can flip the field like that, like to me, and you're expecting it, like he's gonna come and do it day one, he's gonna do it for ten years. Like I don't like it's, I don't draft kickers, but I believe in drafting punters. Uh, and I consistent. think the fourth round. That was the number that I had in my head too. The fourth round. We see like look at look at the history of fourth round picks. So many of these guys are complete flyers. So many of these guys are reaches. Uh, we have the odd steal, like obvious steal, like of a slider. Kyle Trask went in the fucking second round. Like can take yeah. a punter in the fourth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like like you like we just say, kickers are so much more volatile. Like, yeah, he's a sure thing. And hell, maybe he can kick for you too. No, he won't. But still. Uh, are, are you done? Yeah, let's move on. Okay, surprise! They declared. My first one's uh, Iowa running back Tyler Goodson. I just didn't expect it. Mm-hmm. He had a pretty good year um, for them. And I thought type of guy, if he goes back, has a big year in the Big Ten for an Iowa team that can't throw the ball and leans on the run game, he could really shoot up the board. Good contact balance and burst. Um, catches the ball fairly well, too. I, I thought he could be a – like, he's he's a bit of a sleeper in, in this group. But, like, I thought – if he had gone back, a, a, a potential uh, guy who maybe could have snuck into that top 10 running back conversation. 
Yeah, that's fair. And I was a school that's got a lot of guys that they that to come, come uh, to come back next year too, right? And so I was kind of excited to see Linderbaum not fall into that trap with the, with Jack Campbell and the boys. <laughs> but no, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Um, okay, maybe surprise. I, I, I'd sky more here, by the way, but maybe not. Maybe surprise is not the right word, but. With with Lincoln Riley coming to town and a lot of hype around that USC program, I think it would have been um, it would have behooved Drake Jackson to go back to school. I put Drake Jackson for wish they went back. Yeah, I mean, again, we're is it fair to say we're a bit of haters towards Drake Jackson? No, well, no, because like the 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 talk prior to the season, I thought like you you could see him fairly consistently being. A top fifteen guy getting mocked, yeah. yeah. And I think right now, no one, no one thinks like day two. I don't think he's, I don't, uh, but I don't think top fifty or anything. And he didn't have a great year. And I, I think you throw on the tape, and yeah. he's fairly raw pass rusher. Really leans on just, um, being bigger and faster than guys, yeah. which isn't going to work in the NFL. And, and a wasted I, year at USC, and yeah, no so really no, I, I, there, yeah. A USC program that would have got a Spotlight. lot more attention next year. Yeah. Alex Grinch yes. isn't a – I don't think Alex Grinch is a great defensive coordinator, but I think Alex Grinch would have put Drake Jackson in a role that would have helped his stock yeah. a lot more. Like we, we've seen Grinch – yeah. Perhaps similar to Nick Benito. We've seen Grinch get uh, a lot out of his edge rushers. Yeah, I, I, liked, I like Alex Grinch a lot. No, I, yeah, that's a good, t- that's a good point. Um, so, yeah, that, that's, that was my top guy. That that's a good one. Um, talking Sky Moore. How about other Maxion receiver, Khalil Pimpleton, who I too. absolutely loved. Yeah. Just could not believe he declared. No, it's awesome though. But and, and I think we talked we talked about it too. Like one of the most dynamic punt returners in the country, big play threat. I think if he had gone back, he could have been that senior Mac receiver. Senior Bowl would have helped him a lot too, potentially. That senior Mac receiver that gets a lot of guys behind him. Or fans behind him, um, but now it's kind of uh, in a deep class where you don't have the benefit of going to the Senior Bowl. Um, I, I think he could get kind of lost in the, yeah. in the sauce a little bit. I was about and to I, say, I, I don't know if he gets drafted, but Ooh. I bet I'll have a draftable. <laughs> I was about to say, like that, not even the whole class entirely, but he also kind of gets usurped by Sky Moore being in the in the in the conference yeah. too, yeah, in yeah. conference in state. Uh, yeah, so I, I Jackson, I Pimpleton, I Moore. Um, speaking of Jackson, speaking of the West Coast, I, I, I'm a bit surprised that Jackson Kirkland came out after a struggle of a year, after having all that hype going into the season and um, going to Ann Arbor week two and uh, getting embarrassed by Hutch and the boys. And I, I mean, the one thing I guess, like you know, just kind of term, a, a tumultuous year at Washington. Can can I can I say yeah. that I almost forgot about him until we like I started putting my notes together. And I was yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. But he's a redshirt senior, so it's kind of hard to blame him for True. coming out. Fair enough. Yeah. Right. Like I, I mean, it just felt like you know he had all that goodwill going into the season and kind of lost it. And I don't know, maybe just uh, if Washington can be a little more stable on under DeBauer, like well, just yeah, recap. Telling son, like he's not going to be at the senior bowl. Yeah, yes, that's a telling that's sign. That's a telling sign. A big telling sign, um, yeah. I'll go with uh, a receiver who I'm just shocked didn't want to play another year, Britton Covey. <laughs> Britton Covey, come <laughs> on. No, 
That was that was a joke one, obviously. <laughs> but uh, how about a different white slot receiver, Slate Bolden? Yeah, Slate Slate Bolden declaring like legitimately shocked me because with Mechie and Jamison Williams gone, a younger group around him, like I thought Slate Bolden could potentially be that safety net for a Heisman winning quarterback. Yeah. And instead he's coming out and I just like I don't I don't know there's I don't think there's that much gas for him right now. <laughs> Capitalizing off that uh that natty game where you got all the attention. I think it's smart. Never mind. Um <laughs> speaking of uh, college football playoff participants, I was ex- I mean we've touched upon this, but I was surprised to see Chris Hinton declare out of Michigan. Um does have that pedigree, big big time five star recruit if I remember correctly. Um I don't know. I thought like he could have come back and like been the best returning starter on that defensive front, right? And kind of had all the credit there, and just kind of caught, caught me off guard. Yeah, no, I have him here too. Yeah, and I, I got one more, and I don't mind how many you got left here. I just got one too. Okay, hit me with your last one. Uh, Alex Wright from UAB, who I, yeah. I absolutely love, and I think the hype is going to come, but it hasn't quite yet. Um, he's six seven two seventy. I, I talked about it before. You throw in the Georgia game, he's. He looks like he should be playing for Georgia. Uh, I thought had he gone back to UAB, he would have dominated the Kuza. Yeah, and I, I think we'd be looking at him entering the year as like the one of the one of the biggest and brightest G five prospects and a guy who could potentially raise his game to the first round. That's that's a good and, one. And versus right now, it feels like he's still being viewed as a day three guy. I have a guy that I I love in my heart of hearts who's had the uh, the love nationally and the Miami program just tanked. I would have liked to see Bubba Bolden go back and play under Crystal Ball. He the the problem with that too is like he's he's old, you he, know like he's well, he's he's twenty two now. If he's going to the I think he's twenty two. He's going to the draft at twenty three. He would it be be bad. a six six year though. Like would that's not yeah yeah. Because he, he was at USC in 2017, 2018 right. at JUCO, the last three years at Miami. I forgot about the JUCO year. Yeah. Still, though, I mean, I, I like Bubba Bolden. I would like to see him like finish his career with a good year. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, wish they declared. I wish Zay Flowers declared. Okay. I wish Zay Flowers declared because I think he would have been a great Pittsburgh Steeler in the fourth round. <laughs> Zay, Zay Flowers, no, I totally get why he went back, um, because that Boston College team just didn't really. Once Dracovic went down, they just lost it. But entering the year, he looked like a guy who could maybe have a, like the way we talk about Jahan Dotson right now. Yeah, I feel like Zay Flowers is in that sim, similar round realm, and maybe as a senior, he'll he'll be there. I I like put Dotson Z- got there. I put Zay for glad they returned with Phil Dracovic for that reason, because I think he can get there. I, I just loved you. Zay. Like, I think Zay Flowers would end up uh, uh, as a, uh, a top 100 guy when people got down to the nitty-gritty with him yeah. and realized the, the drop-off in play had a lot to do with the overall situation. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he, he is such a talented dude. Um, he very much, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think it's going to happen next year. And he gets the senior I hope so. too. I hope so. I think he's going to shine there. Uh, I got two tight ends, if I may. Uh, Josh Wiley of Cincinnati, who... I've been a big fan of, has had his glimpses, obviously capitalizing off that. Great run for the Bearcats. Um, it's a good tight end class, but it's still not a it's still not a clear tight end class. And I think Wiley, if he declared, he would have been right in that mix as like a potential 
you know, third round. I mean, if, Al- if Alec-, Alec Pierce is being talked as a yeah. second round dude by Jim Nagy. That's weird. Like, it's not just Nagy, by the way. It's a lot of people. I Pierce. know it's not. I just. But you, you watch that pass catching group. I don't know how you come away with not thinking Wiley's the best one. Uh, who's the other tight end? Brent Keithy. Out of, out okay, of uh, I was hoping because I put him here too. Yeah, um, go ahead. Main, mainly because he's such a specifically interesting type of tight end. I think like just the way they use him almost as a, a, a heavy slot. They use him a lot. They motion him a lot. They do tight end sweeps with him. Mm-hmm. They line him up in the backfield. They play, play him all over and they run like three tight end sets constantly. Um, and... Uh, I just think he would have been brought a really cool flavor to this tight end group. Yeah, I agree. Right? And and Fotheringham is coming out, <laughs> which is funny. And and, and, and well, it's, yeah, it's funny because Keithy and Dalton Kincaid both went back, and Kincaid's a uh, a guy to keep an eye on for next year too yeah. at tight end. But yeah. uh, Fotheringham's just like the 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 true fullback blocking type of tight end, my guy. Yeah, you're 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 dude. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm like I, said, I wish he declared because like like you just said, it would have been fun for this class, but. Also, I, I'm happy you went back because Utah's going to be a lot of fun next year again. Yeah, uh, I'll give you a guy who doesn't necessarily have a position. Keaton Thompson from Virginia. Yeah. I wish he could clear because it would have been a lot of fun <laughs> to like break down and stuff. And uh, he's going, it's gonna, I think he's six here now. Uh, and obviously this past year was a big glow up year with Brendan Armstrong. He had over 900 receiving yards, plus ran the wildcat for them, ran for over 200 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, I'm just interested to see what he's viewed as at the next level, because a guy with that versatility and that athleticism, like he's gonna find somewhere. Like, if if Tommy Stevens can get drafted, <laughs> Keaton Thompson can get drafted, and I kind of wonder if can we add a little more weight to Keaton Thompson and look at him as a tight end. Ooh, interesting. Uh, I'm gonna go with the skill position guy, and this is an interesting one because. Um, Apparently he was like hemming and hawing and like didn't make the decision until, uh, like like in the last week and he decided to enter the transfer portal. And it's Travis Die, the Oregon running back. Who... Yeah, his transfer shocked me. Obviously, Cristobal leaves, but yeah, it, but like when you're it was his backfield. Yeah, exactly. It was his backfield. Uh, the transfer is strange, and especially when you're weighing the option of, I think if he comes out, he's he's a day three back, but gets in a good situation. I think I, I like Travis Die a lot. I mean, I talked him up on our on our last bowl special in his last game at Oregon, so I would have liked to see him just come out instead of transferring. I hope he finds a really fun uh, destination, but I thought he would have been uh, drafted for sure. And you know, running backs once you're drafted, you got your chance. Well, just to play off of that, I'll I'll go with a guy who uh, obviously two years ago was one of the best backs in the Big Ten. That's Mo Ibrahim, who got hurt in that opener, was a bell cow bell cow in the opener, but. I don't know. Like, there's so much tread on his tires already. Yeah, and then, that's a good point. And, and then, like, I, I get why he goes back because he probably doesn't get drafted coming off that injury. But I don't know. It just, it just given his position, I think it would have made more sense to come out. <laughs> Mo Ibrahim, maybe, maybe no one with a tougher decision than him. I mean, that's, yeah. just, that's just a tough spot to be in. Like, for all the reasons you just said, lots of tread on the tire. Looked fucking good before he got that terrible injury early in the season. I don't know where he would have went. I mean, that's tough, but I don't know. I feel like, I feel like him, like an old school back, he goes back to Minnesota. They lean on him 
for another year. Yeah, there's a lot of tread, but you know, like uh, fourth round, fifth round, sixth. Old, if, an old school he, coach is going to be like, yeah, this is our guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> if he could, I mean, Tanner Morgan's going back, so if he, he can stay healthy, the boys I are back together. Out. Yeah. I, I wouldn't count it like a 2,000-yard season if he can stay healthy. Uh, Heisman finalist. You, you called it. You're right. Uh, this, is, this is my last one. Uh, how about Jordan Battle? I, I thought yeah, he yeah, a, I put him, I put him too. Yeah, I thought that, that one kind of surprised me. Again, it's Bama. You go back. Whatever. That's fine. We'll, we'll win the Natty next year. Revenge tour. Whatever they want to say. I don't get it. I don't know. Come it's out. A, it's a bad safety class. It's a bad safety class. He, yeah. he is one of the safeties who I think he, he was overhyped prior to the season. Yeah. But in this class, he's he's a potential day two guy who high IQ guy. I thought he finished the season had a quite good strong. Year. No, he had a good year. Yeah. No, but like I, I think um, specifically like yep. he finished the season like that Arkansas game onward yep. down the stretch in their biggest games. Like he played really well. Yep. Uh, I'll, I'll say Jordan Fuller esque vibes. Hmm. I like that. That was my last one. Who, who else you got? Uh. Travis Hodges Tomlinson. See, okay. It's a guy I liked a lot over the summer, and it's a really good corner class, and I understand why he went back. I just really enjoyed watching his tape, so I I was sad, but ultimately I'm sad now. I'm going to be so happy when he's at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, though I I actually gave him a money move. It's a return money move, though, Um, because, like you said, the, the, the corner class is deep. It felt like all this. I think he had a good year. Again, I wasn't throwing TCU every year, every week. I wasn't. I'm broken down. Not his. until not until Jerry Kill was that good. <laughs> not until J.K. got at the helm for sure. But uh, was having a good year, but just the hype kind of lost, and because they weren't that strong, and um, I think that's a smart smart move for him going back. Um. Yeah, but I'm sad. So. Yeah. No, that's I totally I totally get it. You're very right. Couple, to be sad. A couple guys I wish went back. Justin Ross, it just seems like he yeah. should have gone back. Yeah. But I also understand the perspective of, like, he had this dominant freshman year. He looked great as a sophomore. And then, obviously, had to sit out last year. And then came back this year and didn't look the same. And that Clemson team in general didn't look the same. I just would have loved to see him kind of use that senior season to get himself back on track. I kinda, now, yeah. I, I just don't know where he's going to be. I, I don't think see any way he he goes in the first three rounds at all yeah and so mm-hmm. it would have been nice to have a big senior year plus senior bowl and all that you no know? I, I totally agree i put him here too and I, I just just to fill time here i did put pickens and matchy and I, I know the situations are different i put matchy too yeah. i didn't put pickens but i put matchy probably for a similar reason yeah i mean we've already talked about slade bolding coming out obviously uh williams coming out that that whole wide receiver group is his. I mean, just a bunch of young dudes. Uh, even before the injury, it, it felt like that. Like, you know, he never got cooking this year, like he was supposed to. Well, he was playing. Uh, he was playing so strong in those late games. Yeah. Um, Arkansas and Auburn, and, and then prior to the injury, it was just coming was awesome against Georgia. Yeah. And it it would have it was great momentum heading into the uh, like the the combine and everything, but the ACL really kills him in that respect but like he's still gonna go on day two like it's, it's, just, it's really not gonna hurt back, his stock that much yeah no had he gone back i just like you you see that first round potential yeah i think it was like the difference between him going 60 to 80 right now maybe 50 yeah. to 80 to be safer and if he went back i think he would have been going 20 to 40 yeah um um 
Yeah, go ahead. I, I, I put Drake Jackson here. We already talked about him. Penn State linebacker Brandon Smith, who – he Him and Jack Campbell <clears throat> were both hyped as, oh, these these are the two next Big Ten linebackers who, who could really be first-round guys. Both guys started the year great, too, by the way. Yeah, and, and they both kind of simmered down, down the stretch. Yeah. And I don't really know where Brandon Smith's stock's at right now, but I can tell you in this deep linebacker class, it would have been great had he gone back. Yeah. And like Jack Campbell did, um, that's not to say he won't end up as potentially like a late third-round type guy betting on that potential, but uh, I was just kind of surprised to see him declare, especially when comparing it to Jack Campbell returning to Iowa. Yeah, that's a good one. Um. Uh, just to touch on Pickens quickly, you didn't put him. Uh, again, obviously coming. I put him somewhere else. Okay, we can save it then. Uh, fuck it, I'll, I'll go. I'll go with Penn State teammate Rasheed Walker because I just thought he had a really bad year, had that hype going into the season. He might. I, I think Dane Brugler still had him in the second round, which I couldn't believe really after struggling no, no mightily way. this year. So if that if he goes in the second round, I was wrong. Good work, Walker. Yeah. He made that money. Um, but but I think like if he goes back, just I don't know. It just felt like. From week one, I just the season didn't feel right for him. I don't know what it was. He he needs another year of uh, of maturation in college. I thought, but hey, if he go if he goes in the second round, good for him. Um, my final one's Mikhail Wright, the corner from Oregon, who oh, that's a good one. Entered, yeah, yeah, he entered the year as a, a potential top ten corner, potential first round corner for some. Uh, former blue chip recruit, extremely yeah. athletic. You saw the potential. Uh, he struggled um, throughout the season. Like even in the Ohio State game, he yeah. he had a really bad game, and got caught napping. Uh, yeah, and I know that uh, obviously the the turnover in coaching staff at Oregon like leads to guys declaring sometimes. But I would have loved to see him go back or even hit the portal, go down to Miami, follow Mario. But because uh, now he he's he's a guy who I feel like his name's kind of been lost a bit. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, it was so lost for me that I almost forgot about him. Uh, my last guy, uh, I talked to him not too long ago. I know it's different for running backs, but after coming off that really nice finish and looking healthy down the stretch, and with all that momentum around the South Carolina program, I would have liked to see Kevin Harris go back and kind of tear it up his senior year for the Gamecocks. That's a good one. Um, I think he ends up being a bit of a steal. I, the pedigree is all there. Talented as hell. Big dude. But just like I know the running back class isn't that strong, but it's <clears throat> it's thick through the middle, kind of like Kevin Harris is. And I think if he goes back, he kind of would have helped himself more. And I think he, like him and Rattler in the backfield, like I think he would have a lot of opportunities. Um. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you on that. For biggest money move, I thought Matt Corral's the biggest money move. Okay, Let's lay it lay it on me. He is not to me. He is not a first round quarterback. Yep. He started the season really hot and feels like he's riding the momentum wave of the start of that season. Yep. Uh, and he is one of the, I think, just pure pure talent-wise, um, one of the, clearly one of the most talented guys with kind of a higher ceiling than a lot of these other guys. Mm-hmm. So I think he's, he, he's potentially cashing in on being a in a weak quarterback class, being a first-round pick, whereas if it was next year's class, I don't know if that happens. Yeah, no, I think that's a that's a good one. Uh, I mentioned I, I Travis Hodgins Tomlinson here, I Leo Chanel here. Uh, my top guy though is David Ajabo, who 
you know, kind of an interesting conversation with with potentially going back and becoming a better football player and playing the run better and being the alpha dog for that Michigan defense and having all the all the spotlight. But why why fuck around and do that when it looks like you're gonna be a top fifteen pick? Like just come out, blow up the combine, uh, go top fifteen and and cash in Ojabo, the king of Scotland. I love it. What a year! What a story! I'm excited to see him in Indy and his career. Um. Yeah, I put him here too. Uh, but that's that's a a good transition to Nolan Smith, who I put here. Money move returning. Yeah, I, I put as like my top uh, going back. Yeah, because he obviously was kind of the maybe the sixth seventh guy you talk about on that defense, mm-hmm. but he is the talent to be a one of the the top guys, top senior defensive players in the country next year. Especially if he's now the featured player on the Bulldogs D outside of Jalen Carter. Um, so I think going back, cause it, it felt kind of 50, 50. Yeah. And I, and, and I think he would have tested really well. He's a former like top 10 recruit who this year was really his first time having major playing time. Uh, so I, I love that he's going, going back to school. My last two are both tight ends. I told you lots of tight end talk. One who came back at one who went back, uh, who, or sorry, one who's coming out, one who went back, one who came out, Isaiah likely, I think him, you know, leaving coastal. Getting out of Dodge, capitalizing off that monster year. I don't know where stock is right now, but I think when it's all said and done, he's going to be up there. He's going to be up there. You can't ignore that talent, I think, point blank. And I think, like, a, I wasn't sure where to put this guy, but I knew I wanted to talk about him. I think Sam Laporta finishing the season really strong, going back to, to one of the tight end U's of Iowa. I think that's a money move for next year's class. I think he's going to be viewed as a top three tight end going into into the into the season next year i think that's that's smart for him yeah i agree with you um i put george pickens here because i I, george pickens obviously played in four games this year never caught more than two passes in any of them great catches Uh, (laughs) yeah uh i think he it, it was a money move for him to come out uh 10 months after the torn acl yeah Never really living up to the hype necessarily that came with a really strong freshman year yeah. and being a huge recruit. But a guy who I think is going to still end up day two for what he could be. Yeah, he probably will. You know what I mean? Like, I really just wish he went back to, to, to really capitalize on all he can be. But, no, he's going to go in the, in the second round or, or the third round. Uh, and yeah, I got a couple more. Uh, Charles Cross, because I think in – other draft classes, he wouldn't. He would be more of a outside the top ten in in the between like ten and twenty. But because this class is weak, I think Charles Cross has a good chance to be a top ten pick, um, especially because it's weak on offense. Like I think, I mean, that goes for Evan Neal, Icky, Iquanu, and yeah. him. Yeah. All three of them could go top ten, and I, I like I don't I don't know outside of wide receiver. Like, I don't know a quarterback's going top 10, right? I don't think one should. So, but teams are st- who, who need help on offense are going to then, I think, lean to the offensive line where a guy yeah. like Charles Cross can cash in. Yep. Uh, Jareth Stearns, because <laughs> he understood that if he goes back to Western Kentucky without Bailey Zappi, he's not going to have the Conference USA receptions record. He's not going to get near 2,000 receiving yards. Jareth Stearns, I don't know where he goes, but... But it wasn't getting better, so it was smart what he did. Uh, and then Brandon Joseph returning and transferring to Notre Dame from Northwestern. Yeah. After uh, like we looked down. at him, 
as a late first-round potential guy over the summer. Northwestern overall was ridiculously awful. It's shockingly on defense. Uh, went three and nine. He then transfers to Marcus Freeman's Notre Dame, where Kyle Hamilton's gone. Well, guess what? Who gets to step in and be the potential do-it-all DB? That's Brandon Joseph. Yeah, no, I I totally forgot about that one. That is a top one. I, that's that's like the biggest transfer money move for sure. Um, speaking of transfers, transfers who made the most of it, spending have one a lot year of overlap here. Yeah, sorry guys. Yeah, definitely. Guys who spent one year, used the portal, spent one year to boost their stock and got out into the NFL draft. There's a lot of there's a lot of guys and um, a lot of guys use the portal really well this year. I think the the number one guy being um, the, well, there's a couple guys you could argue mm-hmm. is the number one guy, but I'll argue this guy because I don't think he had any chance of getting drafted had he not done it, and that's Bailey Zappi. Yeah, that's I think I think you could argue him as as number one for sure and. He threw for 5,900 yards and 62 touchdowns in his one year at the FBS level, yep. running that air raid uh, for the Hilltoppers. And now he's at the Senior Bowl, and he could be the first quarterback taken on day three. I hope he is, man. I'm cheering for Bailey Zappi with all my heart. You know we both would have draftables on him if he stayed at uh, Houston Baptist. Houston Baptist? Oh, yeah. But d- don't matter. He didn't. What a money move. Definitely, definitely a good pick here. Um Oh, and, and hey, hey, uh, yeah. you, you know, you know what was also a transfer uh, in terms of coaching money move was Zach Kitley yeah. being the first one to go to Western Kentucky and turn that into the Texas Tech OC job. Yeah, no, smart. Uh, okay, how about how about Kenneth Walker going to Michigan State? Yeah, blowing yeah. it up, uh, being RB one right now. I think maybe not first round pick, but it's you know it's funny. There's a guy at quarterback, receiver, and running back who all yeah. We're, we're two we're, we're starters at their previous school but not not all world i mean zappy was just given the level of competition but yeah and all three have turned themselves into a potential first round wide receiver a potential first running back off the board uh and a, a potential i mean gardner Minshew-esque type quarterback <laughs> prospect which yeah. i mean I, I think that's really impressive that's using the portal for what it's supposed to be. Absolutely. And if Walker didn't get hurt in the last couple of games, probably would have been in New York, right? He was after the Michigan game, people were like he's he's got the Heisman. Yeah. And then it kind of just fizzled um because he got banged up. Uh, what a what a move. And it, it, it was right off the bat. That was, that's awesome. We both loved him. I think again, the the only issue with Kenneth Walker's season is what uniform he was wearing, I think, right, Rob? Um just <laughs> with everything else is amazing. Um, yeah, I would have loved him uh, at NC State, right? Perfect. Uh, the receiver I was talking about was obviously Jamison Williams, yeah. who even despite the torn ACL, I think as long as it checks out in Indy, he's going to end up in the first round because that's how electric he was for Bama all year, both as a downfield guy both and, and after the catch. Um, so even factor like the fact that he could tear his ACL this late and still be viewed as a first round guy that just says how much he did yes. and, and another another receiver being Wandell Robinson yeah yeah that was my next guy to go to too yeah no totally i mean uh what a perfect situation for Wandell Robinson and it ended, ended on such a great high note against Iowa in the bowl he, game and... he, he he was this tweener at Nebraska for 2 years he wanted to be viewed as a true receiver goes to Kentucky Kentucky and catches over 100 passes. <laughs> also, Liam Cohen did a really good job as their, their OC in year one. Um, Jimmy Miles? 
Uh, Jelani Woods, I thought was a good low key okay. one. That is a low key one. I, I got two more in there, not low key. So okay, that's that's an interesting one. Well, I, I got to get in the tight end combo. A two hundred and seventy five pound tight end who didn't play a ton, obviously, in that Oklahoma State offense. Goes to Virginia. That's a good one. Has yeah. near six hundred yards, eight touchdowns, uh, and is a potential late day three tight end. Look like a moose with the ball in his hands in space. I loved it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, how about Ar- Arnold Epichetti? Uh, yeah, that's a, I got that's him. A big one. Him and, and another edge rusher. Okay, yeah, Epichetti. I mean, going to Penn State. Uh, uh, I think like I mean. I don't know where his stock is now, but it doesn't matter because he's he's made so much I'm, money for himself. Yeah, and like the Senior Bowl too. I think he's like great. going to Penn State got him into the Senior Bowl. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and another guy who's going to be at the Senior Bowl with him who could have potentially put themselves in the first round this past year was Jermaine Johnson at Florida State, coming from Georgia. You know what? This one crossed my mind. But what do you think would have happened if he stayed at Georgia? Do you think like he would have yeah. gotten opportunities down the stretch? Wouldn't he have? Well, yeah. I mean, he was playing like he was like playing like forty percent of the snaps last yeah. year. Yeah, and uh, Aziz Ojolari was gone. Uh, yeah, obviously the Adam Anderson situation uh, yeah. situation would have got him more playing time too. On top of that, I also think he would have been playing more snaps over Nolan Smith too. Yeah, so it's like so it's like both like if he stayed, I think it would have worked out for him. But also but, moving to a shit school worked too. Yeah, like he got more. <laughs> I think he he got gets more credit for what he did on yes. a bad Florida State yeah. defense than he would have on that Georgia defense. Yeah, which is pretty interesting. No, I think that that's an interesting one. And hey, funny enough, I, I'll finish off with Darian Kendrick, who interesting move, obviously a weird weird offseason from last year, jumping from Clemson to Georgia. Um, maybe didn't get the credit, but like. Then he did in the, down the stretch. I don't think he was that good in the Orange Bowl, but alas, MVP. You know, yeah. the, the senior bowl is going to be, I think, a big moment for him. Because I don't think, like, he, he he was fine, I think, for a, a great Georgia D. But I don't think he was as good as his talent says. Yeah. But I think like the Georgia D insulating him helped his stock to this point. Yeah. And being on that shitty, cl- well, I shouldn't say that. He's a big. Shitty. He's he's a he's a big. Uh, he's got Trevon Diggs type <laughs> vibe in terms of, uh, first of all, former wide receiver. Yes. Second of all, uh, like he gets burned, but he also makes big plays. Yeah, I don't think like he would have came out smelling this good at this point if he stayed at Clemson. I think Booth would have leaped him, left him. You know what I mean? Like irregardless yeah. and. Yeah, so and I think Mario Goodrich had a great year for Clemson. Dude. That's, yeah, money, that, his move was great for for Goodrich too. Yeah, so I think yeah. I think when it all said and done, worked out really well for Kendrick. All right, a couple guys who you're, you're glad they returned. Um, I'm gonna start with uh, Ania Smith, one of my favorite players over the summer. Yep. Didn't given uh, Haynes King's injury, didn't have the big statistical glow up. They used him far less in the run game too. Um, and he he became kind of like the safety net possession type guy, really good palm returner too. But now that he returns, Isaiah Spiller's gone. Um, I think Aeneas Smith's gonna be the plus Max Johnson transferring from LSU. I think the the A and M passing game is gonna be a lot more fun. Yeah. Uh, Watermeyer's gone. Aeneas Smith's gonna be the go to dude. Uh, I'm excited to see what he does. I I, I feel a Wandale Robinson-esque statistical season coming. That's a good one. Uh, my top one was Nolan Smith, who we talked about in Moneymakers. I had Jakovic and Flowers here, too, running it back at BC, but that's just for my heart. Uh, <laughs> how about – I got a couple more. Um, how about a low-key one? Uh, not Didn't expect him to come out, but 
down the stretch, uh, Siaki Ika was a monster for Baylor. Yeah, and, no, if he had come out, I think we talked about it a couple times. If he had come out, like, we thought he was going to really shoot up. Yeah, I, I think it would have happened. But I think him going back to Baylor, another year with, with old Dave there, yeah. is going to just really ignite his stuff. I think over the summer he's going to be. Especially, like, I think especially given how strong he played down the stretch, like, He's yeah. gonna be like mocked in the first round. Exactly. That's what that's what I think is gonna be when he's gonna be that classic nose tackle. You're, you're seeing him in the twenties every single mock draft you open. Come ju- and, July, and, yeah. And then factoring into like all the big names on that defense are off to the NFL. Yeah. Terrell Bernard, Jalen Petrie, GT Woods. Like all, all these big dogs are gone. Ike is the the poster boy for this team next year. Yep. Yep. So I, I like that one a lot. Even though like like um, you just said, what if what if uh, Rose if he came out. The guy I thought you'd go first right off the bat is Dante Dimas. He's my next guy, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, obviously, a guy we both loved over the summer. We we thought, viewed as a potentially one of the best, if not the best, senior receivers in the country. Ridiculously fluid route runner for a 6'3 pass catcher. Yeah. Off to – tore it up. Maryland played great football off the bat. They were 4-1. Four, four and one. He gets hurt in that Iowa game. They lose. Um he says he's coming back as he's being carted off. Yeah. But 500 yards in five games. Like, Dante Demas, I think, has a really good chance to be dominant next year. Yeah, and if he came out, he just would have been lost in this class. And that would have fucking sucked. Because he's so I don't so know good. if he'd be lost, but I think he I think, yeah. he goes from being he goes from being a potential third to a potential first-round guy. Okay. I, so I think if he came out, he wouldn't have been a, a top 100 guy. If he came out this year, should he have been? Probably. Would he have been? I don't think so. But um, I think he, I agree with you on the potential first round talk next year, though. Um, another, um, yeah, I'll, I'll jump. Another guy that um, had the potential first round talk going into the season, struggled going back. He'll probably have it again. Yeah. Uh, Arky safety, Jalen Catalan. The fact that you said this, I said, yep. I thought you were saying a totally different guy, but I agree. Who are you? Who did you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to say Zion Nelson. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I actually didn't put him down, but it crossed my mind. That's a smart move too. But you also, but, I mean, but, but you yeah. can talk talk about them both similarly in that. Yeah, they both showed the the traits the year before. Yep. Uh, Catalan obviously got hurt, but he was playing yeah. really poorly uh, on a good Arkansas team. Yes, Zion, Z- Zion Nelson um, just didn't really take that step. Yeah. But, both uh, similar. No, yeah, no smart moves from both of them. Um, I'll stick at the offensive line. Uh, almost similar. Like he had some love. Nick Bro- uh, Broker from uh, from Ole Miss. Who, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, almost forgotten. And I, I, you know, I saw him on. Um, I think I think Jordan Reed wrote a little article about like the top guys for the top twenty five schools going back. I'm like, almost forgot about Broker. I think that that's a smart move going back and kind of just trying to reignite that stock for the, for the Rebs. And that team's gonna look a lot different next year. But um. I think still smart. You send me that Jordan Reed article. That sounds like an interesting read. Sure. Thank you. Love Jordan Reed. Uh, I'll I'll go with a, a dude who uh, was at Michigan, transferred to UCLA, had a great year, but it, it a lot of a lot of the hype came early. UCLA kind of struggled down the stretch, but he finished strong. I think he's got a chance to be an absolute monster next year uh, for Chip Kelly, and that's Zach Charbonnet. Yeah, Charbonnet is an interesting one. I mean, I, and I think it's just because the position. If he wasn't a running back, I'd be like, "Yep, yeah, great, smart." Move. Like, I still think you're right. Like, 
It's a good back. I th- that surprised me. That that honestly, I probably should have put surprise. They went back. Big that was, big that was big chance me. to be like viewed as a top senior back though. Yes, for sure. I mean, Sherman is a good back. Um, yeah, got two more Big Ten boys, baby. Uh, Chris Ottman Bell running it back with with the yeah. Gophers with, with with Morgan and company with Mo the and company. Back. I love it. I love it. That makes Mi- me Minnesota happy. call call it Minnesota playing the Big Ten championship. Uh, playing, try winning, buddy. Lock it in. Wow. <laughs> he was good. I mean, I, he just you know they they he lost they his team sucked, a bit, but he's good. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think him going back is going to work out big time. But not with Tanner Morgan also coming back. He went back thinking Tanner Morgan was gone. <laughs> uh, Probably. Who's your other big tech guy? <laughs> Riley Moss. I just want to see him play more oh, football God. for the Hawkeyes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and off that, I'll say Jack Campbell. Yeah, that's actually a smart one for him. Jack Campbell's going to have like 200 tackles. Yeah, probably. Probably. Uh, ooh, that battle in the West between Minnesota and, and the Hawkeyes. Oof. Oof. Going to love it. Um, staying in the Big Ten, Dewan Jones, the Buckeyes right tackle, who's mm-hmm. just a mammoth of a man, had a really strong year. I think he actually, down the stretch, outplayed uh, Nicholas petit Frere. Um Yes. But Dewan Jones, who announced himself that, like, via Twitter, he in third person that he was going back to Columbus, uh, he's, I think he's going to get a lot of love for, like, just yes. the, what he could be with that size and how physical he is. He's, he's going to be a lot of fun to watch over the summer. Yeah, no, that's a good one because I think he's going to be right up there in, like, the top of the, the group going into next year. Are, are you done? That's it. You got anyone else? Uh, ZTP. Yeah, that's a who good one. I, I don't think we expected, but like yeah. seven sacks last year in three games, then gets hurt before the year, kind of plays in two games a bit, but doesn't look the same. Yeah. I thought the year before in twenty uh, in twenty twenty in this COVID year, like he looked really good, like, and and I'm just glad he's gonna be back. Um, and I I just really hope he he returns to form because he was a lot of fun that's a good one no that's a great one to end the show on can't, can't wait no i was gonna give you two quarterbacks that i was just gonna ask you if they'll both be at the senior bowl okay is that okay is that good enough to end the show on? yeah that's you? a perfect way you're right even better way you're, you're just keep topping yourself tonight both from the sec <laughs> okay tennessee's hendon hooker yes he will be at the senior bowl and, and but by the way both are transfers kentucky's will levis probably I'd probably be at the senior bowl. I saw a mock that had him in the first round, which is crazy talk, but it doesn't matter. Um, lo- uh, Hooker's a lock. Levis, probably. Yeah. There you have it, folks. Uh, we're already looking ahead to the 2022 <laughs> senior bowl for the 2023 <laughs> draft, but uh, we'll, we'll uh, take a step back and look at the upcoming senior bowl next week. <laughs>